Good afternoon, everybody, and thank you for joining us on another edition of the Disney Underground. Usually, we kick off our episodes with our theme music, but due to current circumstances, current and awful tragic circumstances, we just want to say a few words about the tragic passing of Chadwick Boseman. Uh, we usually pre-record all our episodes, so this week's episode is actually recorded just prior to us learning of the passing of Chadwick Boseman. So, um, a few of us want to kind of get together and just kind of say a, a, a few words, have a brief moment of silence talk about the effect that his untimely and just tragic death is, is, is taking on us as it is, I'm sure most of you fans out there as well. So uh, Bridget, Randy, and myself just want to um, air it out a little bit, just kind of talk a little bit about it. You know, it's a tough time for, I think, a lot of us, whether you're, you know, if you were a fan, a friend or family, you're definitely dealing with some hard things right now. You know, even if you didn't know the man and you were just a fan, it's okay to still mourn and still be you know, heartbroken about this because we were fans. You know, we, we, we loved his work. We loved the man that we saw before our very eyes and how he dealt with the public and his fans. So I'm sure a lot of you guys are dealing with a hard time right now, just like we are. So we just, again, we just want to say a few heartfelt words and give out our condolences to his friends and family and to the, to other fans out there just like us. Okay. So uh, let me kick it over to Randy. Randy. Yeah. Look, he was a hero to so many young kids and adults, including myself. Um, what this man, I swear, he put the entire world before himself, which amazed me because he filmed almost 10 movies and traveled while he was battling this entire thing. And in my eyes, that is the most strongest human being. <laughs> he is such an amazing actor. And I, I've seen a bunch of the films that he was in other than Black Panther. And, you know, his presence and his talent is definitely going to be missed. And may he rest in peace and in power. Yeah, I think you, you made a good point is the amount of work that he did while being sick. And, and I didn't even know he was. I don't even know if anybody knew. If anybody knew, I to know that he had had this insidious insidious disease for, for four years. Yeah. And yeah. you wouldn't even know. He handled himself with such dignity, such class. And to know that he actually put so much work in, because some of these movies he did, I mean, the amount of work that had to go into making a Black Panther, not even the movie itself, but think about all the other stuff that goes around these movies, the press, the traveling, and for him to basically put all that on his back because he knew he was, he knew he was the film. And not only that, playing the role of Black Panther, the first like big time African-American superhero meant a lot in this country. And he took all that on his back, even with being sick. And you know, we all, we've all known someone that's dealt with cancer, so we all know how serious it is and, and, and how, how much people go through. There's the days that you, know, that you feel sicker than others, and for him to be able to go through that and still put this film on his back um, is just a remarkable, remarkable, remarkable thing. And um, yeah, it's, it's just truly heartbreaking to have to even have this conversation right now. You know, Bridget, like, give me your thoughts. Um, I'm still amazed that he fighting cancer still did what he loved until the very end, like filming all these movies um, during this battle of his and not letting it rule his life. Like he lived while he was alive until the very end. And, and he was a role model for what he did, but you know, it was terrible that it wasn't just a shortcoming of his career, but his life, like he was in the prime of his life 
and still had so much more ahead of him. And, you know, I've had family members who died of cancer and I know how horrible it is. No matter how old you are, when you get it, it's just, it's always too soon. And it's, it's really hard to see somebody struggle with it and to, to lose that battle. So my heart really goes out to the family and friends of Chadwick and, you know, my thoughts and prayers are with them. Actually, just a great point. You got to remember he was a man too. Take the actor part out of it. He was a family man. I'm sure when we all heard that evening, I guarantee everybody was like, that's got to be like fake news or somebody just is putting out like a, like a fake thing, like just to stir stuff up. Like that's, that's not real, right? I mean, he's in the prime of his career. And like you said, Bridget, the prime of his life, he's 43 years old. It, it just didn't feel real. Like I, it was like you had to look around and then, you know, and then all of a sudden you start seeing like real news people really saying it, not just people. And it was like, no, um, it was like mind number. It, it was just, like I said, like nobody, we obviously we didn't know Chadwick Boseman, but when you see people that you watch on a regular basis, even though you don't know them, you almost, in a way, you kind of feel like you know them sometimes, you know, like it, they're part of your life to an extent, you know? I can't even tell you how many times I've watched Black Panther and I've watched, you know, 42, the movie he did with Jackie, about Jackie Robinson is one of my favorite movies. The Marshall was great. Uh, J- the Get On Up when he played James Brown was great. Uh, Draft Day, like I said, is one of one of my favorite movies. It's this just a cool football movie, and he was a, he played a cool role in that. And he was nominated for how many? I mean, he he won a handful of awards: MTV Awards, NCAA, NAACP Awards, People's Choice Awards, SAG Awards. Yeah, just a sad day, and almost it took a few minutes for it even to like register that it's not even tabloid that it was real again uh, you know i just felt like we needed to come on and just say a few words and before we actually get into the regular episode that was recorded prior i i know i know we're all gonna gonna miss him as an actor and miss uh, and i know we're all gonna miss the work that we we would have loved to see him in and um yeah it's 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 kind of we're kind of at a loss for words a little bit you know gone way too soon may he rest in peace I've been waiting for this day for a long time. Oh, boy! Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Disney Underground, your experimental podcast of tomorrow. This is episode four, and we're brought to you by The Magical Lifestyle. It's August 31st, and I'm your host, Gene. And we got an amazing show for you guys today. We have an awesome guest joining us. It's uh, from Instagram fame, Michael from Michael Does Disney. Uh, you guys all know him. He's, uh, he's basically lives in the parks. But uh, before we get to that, let's start the Disney Underground roll call. Joining us today, we have Eric. Hi, everyone. What's up? Hey, Eric. And then we have Randy Lynn. Hi, guys. What's going on, Randy? And then we have Bridget. What's up, Bridge? Hey, Meow. So thanks for being here, guys. A little later in the episode, we're going to be discussing our Disney Plus first. The first thing we were dying to watch on Disney Plus when it launched. You guys, uh, you guys got some good, uh, some good choices? We do. I mean, at least yep. I know I do. Cool, cool. Oh, yeah. All right. So but first, first, before we get into that, let's uh, talk about today's really cool sponsor. We have Today's episode is sponsored by Ears by Kayla. She makes the cutest little Disney-inspired keychains. I'm sure you guys have already seen it. I showed you guys already. You can find her on Instagram at Ears by Kayla Co. And you can find her on Etsy at www.etsy.com 
slash shop slash ears by Kayla Co. So please check them out. Um, and speaking of ears by Kayla, for today's trivia giveaway contest, you can win a keychain, a Disney inspired keychain from ears by Kayla as well. You can also win two child sized face masks uh, from Disney. One's going to be Mickey themed and the other is going to be Minnie themed. So that's going to be this week's trivia. And actually, you know what? Speaking of this week's trivia, let's, I guess, let's get into it. The question this week is going to be on last week's episode, last Wednesday's episode of the Disney top five on August 26th, Shakti gave her top five Animal Kingdom rides and attractions. So what was Shakti's number two ride and attraction on in Animal Kingdom? All right. And then basically for to win, you guys, first, you're going to want to have the answer. You're going to DM us the answer on Instagram and you're going to send that answer to at the underscore magical underscore lifestyle. And if you send in the correct answer, then you can be entered into the drawing and one lucky winner from the pool of correct answers will win the prize. And you can start sending in your answers from now until September 3rd, which is next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the winner will be announced on next week's episode, Monday, September 7th. All right, so good luck, guys. Um, and now a fun thing, we get to announce last week's winner. You guys you guys knew the answer to last week's question, right? Thanks. Of course so. I do. Of course, course do. I do. Of course I do. <laughs> well... Also who knew was Kara Hugh. So congratulations, Kara Hugh. You got the correct answer. Uh, last week's question was, what was Samantha's number two of her top five character dining options? And you guessed it correctly. It was Ohana. So congratulations, Kara Hugh. You win two t-shirts from Neverland Trading. One was a large-sized Kylo Ren tee, and the other was a small-sized Neverland Trading. I'm sorry, Neverland tee by the Neverland Trading Company. Nice. So congrats. Yeah, it's really, the Kylo Ren one, I'm, I'm pretty sure I showed you guys. It's so cool. Yeah. I, I wanted to keep it myself. Oh. Uh, but, but con- <laughs> so con- con- Congrats again, Kara. We'll be reaching out to you shortly on Instagram to get your shipping info so we can send you out these prizes. We hope you love them. I, I'm sure you will. The Neverland Trading, they do a great job with their shirts. I mean, just really cool stuff. So, all right. Um, and with that, we do have now the TV, Disney, and Movie Minute. And Eric, you're going to do that for us, right, this week? Sure. All right. Let's get got, buddy? into it. So coming to Disney Plus this Friday, September 4th, we have... Dun, dun, dun. The live action Mulan. Mm. I know everyone's been waiting for it. I was looking forward to it in the theaters. Um, I know Christina Aguilera, who's my all-time favorite, is releasing something associated with Mulan. So that's going to be coming out and it is $30. It's an additional fee, but if you think about it, it's kind of a really good deal if you have a family because you're paying a lot less than you want in the theaters. So that's really cool. Also, we have Never Been Kissed, which is a classic it's the 1999 hot comedy starring Drew Barrymore, David Arquette, and Molly Shannon. I have never seen this, and I know that I probably. Oh my god! Do it. I know it's like. Oh my god! In the I feel like this is. I I know I know I know I'm gonna. I feel like that movie's it. way up your alley, dude. You love it. I, I want to rewatch it like now. Such a movie. Oh, that's exciting. Also, we have the Wolverine. So it's the 2013 high octane action story of X Men's Wolverine. We also have Earth to Ned. You might be saying, "What is that?" Well. <laughs> it's a series from premiere and it's a new late night talk show hosted by space alien Ned and his sidekick Cornelius. And you can watch every week as they interview Hollywood elite. Also, because there's a bunch of stuff coming out, we have Weird But True, episode four of season three. We also have Strange Magic, the 2015 animated film starring Alan Cumming and Evan Rachel Wood. We also have Muppets Now, episode six of season one. However, it is the season finale, but maybe there'll be a season two. Trick or treat. The 1952 Halloween animated short film starring Donald Duck. 
We also have Mighty Ducks Parts 2 and 3, starring Emilio Estevez. And last but not least, we have a new episode of One Day at Disney. So this week's episode is about Alice Taylor, Studio Lab. So you can watch as Alice Taylor experiments with new storytelling mediums through Disney's Studio Lab. And that is everything coming to Disney Plus this Friday, September 4th. Lots of stuff. I'm excited. Lots of stuff. Guys, Mulan, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, so I, I, I know it's a little underrated. I know a lot of people probably are like, like you said, like, what is that? Earth to Ned looks like it's going to be hysterical. I don't know if you guys remember. Um, you probably don't. You're a little bit younger than me. Coast to Coast with a Space little? Ghost. <laughs> Not that young, Eric. Oh, okay. <laughs> don't play yourself. <laughs> but uh, there used to be a cartoon, network, a cartoon Network show called Coast to Coast with Space Ghost. And it was, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the, the superhero Space Ghost, but he had like this late night talk show theme where they would actually have like real Hollywood actors and stuff come on. And it would be just like kind of like a, like a mock kind of interview, but it, would be, it was hysterical. And I feel like this is like that same kind of vibe. So I'm actually kind of excited to see that. And then Trick or Treat. I mean, I just love the old Disney, the old classics and oh. an original kind of like one of the first Donald Duck uh, short films. Trick or treat is going to be. Is, I can't wait to see it. That's going to be exciting. Yeah. Um, I know it's not long. It's only a few minutes long, but it's it's a really cool one. And um, I just love all that old Disney classic stuff. So I'm excited to see that. Yeah. Bring on Halloween! I'm excited. That yes, you know. Yes, yeah, definitely. Summer is dead to me. I am so ready for fall. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's pumpkin spice season officially. So. I need to watch. I, yeah. <laughs> I have a batch of pumpkin candles here and apples. Oh, I'm already burning one. I'm burning candles. You know, that Hocus Pocus, Halloween Town, Twitches. Nightmare. I, I might be, which one? Oh, yes, Nightmare for Christmas. Nightmare for Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot. Disney has a lot of cool ones, especially like the old ones that weren't even theater movies, but just the old ones that were like Disney Channel movies, like Phantom of the Multiplex and Don't Look Under the Bed, stuff like that. Like, they had mm-hmm. some really just some cool ones that, uh, yeah, I mean, though, even though I'm 40 years old, Nine? I, <laughs> not 49. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> 42. But, Having said that, that's still a 42-year-old man watching Phantom at the Multiplex is maybe kind of silly, but I like no. what I like. I think the so. point of being a Disney fan is to show that age isn't defined. You can, yeah. you know, be yeah, young at heart, and that's the secret of eternal youth. And that's what Disney's all about, man. Disney's about no matter how old you are, still being able to be a kid and be silly and ridiculous, and it lowers my stress infinitely. So I appreciate it all. And I know you guys feel the same. That's why you guys are here. So yeah, so that takes us to this week's Disney news. I got to get the sound effect for Disney news. What do you guys think? Yeah. I don't know. Like breaking news kind of thing. Anyway, let's go, Eric. What do you got? All right. So Disneyland is auditioning for stunt performers for the new Avengers campus. Now I have acted a few times back in my day, but I'm not a stunt performer. So this probably isn't for me, but if it's for you, then Disney is looking for professional stunt talent to perform in Marvel superhero action shows. Sources say, this is the inside scoop, guys. Avengers Campus could be debuting with the reopening of Disneyland California Adventure, which could still be several months away. So if this is right up your alley, the Disney Audition website is currently searching for talent for the roles of Captain America, Black Panther, and General Okoye. And hopefully I said that right, but moving right along, zippity-doo-dah, zippity-day. I'm not going to be singing on this podcast because you might have to pay a little bit more than you are right now, but guess what? Zippity-doo-dah has been removed from the downtown Disney background music loop. Yes, I know you might be happy, you might be sad, but you're wondering why, right? Well, the downtown Disney shopping district has been reopened since July with reduced capacity. 
So the removal of Zippity Duda comes as Disney Parks plan a rebrand of Splash Mountain from 1946's Song of the South theme to a Princess and the Frog theme. You know Might what? Might be happy about that. I don't know. It's going to be, listen, I get the changing of it. We won't get into like political, but yeah. I get the uh, of why people want to change it. I'm, and I'm fine with that. I understand that. Mm-hmm. At the same time, where I'm going to miss the old version, I'm excited to see what they're going to do with Princess and the Frog. Princess and the Frog should be represented in the parks, and it never really was. So I think this is a good opportunity for it. I am going to miss Zippity Doodah because I feel like that's just like the national anthem for Disney. I feel like, you know, <laughs> right? So, but so it's going to feel weird. It's going to be definitely be a little weird. Um, I'm excited to see what they do with Princess and the frog theme i mean you guys have all seen the movie it's great that's one of my favorite i love that movie oh yeah so you know and i'm sure they'll come up with some other cool music for the for the ride once once it's set to to take off you know yeah totally so uh randy lynn what do you got Alrighty, so there is some new merch in uh, Disney Hollywood Studios. Um, if you guys remember Guinevere, Barley's van from the film Onward, Guinevere will be debuting at DHS as a new exclusive popcorn bucket. The Onward popcorn bucket sells for $18 and can be found at various carts in Disney's Hollywood Studios. Did you guys see Onward? <laughs> I didn't, but let me t- that so better be the best popcorn for 18 bucks that you've ever had. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's good, so I definitely... Onward is phenomenal. Um, it was it was very good. I very enjoyed good. that one. It has two of my favorite actors in this one. It's, and, the, and it's so <laughs> funny in it. And the popcorn, I don't know if you've seen the popcorn bucket yet. I've seen it. It actually, it looks exactly like the van. The wheels move so you can actually play with it as a kid. Can play right. with it as a, oh, that's as a awesome. Kid. The roof comes up and that's where all the popcorn is. So oh, awesome. and the van, I don't know if you guys. I mean, if if you've seen the, any any clips of the movie, you've seen. Yeah, the, the, I've the seen the van on it, and it's it's really cool. So oh, that's great. So what else you got, Randy? Also, um, uh, the new Lululemon location in Disney Springs has officially opened. While Lululemon's is known for their women's leggings, um, they also do sell men's gear. Currently, Lululemon's is operating cashless, so you would need to pay by either using a credit card or tap to pay. I'm excited about that. I like Lululemon, so pretty excited. I'm surprised, you know, to open a store right now, you feel like you'd be holding off until everything's kind of back up if you were about to open. Like, it just seems like kind of like a tough time to open. No, but, I mean, I know Lululemon's is a huge name. I know, you know, obviously, like, they know what they're doing. I was just surprised when I heard that they were that they were opening it. Are they seated with Lulu Row or something? The leggings? Lulu something? I don't even Maybe know Maybe they might be. But if so, they'll be fine during this. Yeah. I just, I just, you think that you'd always want to like open at the prime time opportunity and just like where with, with everything going on with COVID, where everything's so limited, you, you think it's probably a scary time to open. But again, Lululemon's is a big enough company where I'm sure they're still going to be fine, you know? Yeah. And it's a great location. Disney Springs is a great location. So while Nia DaCosta was recently confirmed as the director of Captain Marvel 2, some news have been revealed regarding the film as highly anticipated sequel. Captain Marvel 2 will be heading to the UK to film at Pinewood Studios. The only question is, can I come too? (laughs) And next up, a new poll at Radio Times of, again, UK, has revealed that Bambi is the Disney film most likely to make women cry, which is adorable. I mean, that movie was pretty sad. And then Mm. for men, the biggest tearjerker, according to Radio Times, is up. Between the two, I would have to say Up was the one that got me like really close to tears in the beginning when they, you know, you see them like age together and never have kids and I can't I can't talk about it. But question is, what do you think is the saddest Disney film? I think Bambi actually. Ooh, I mean, just in general, Bambi might be the saddest movie I've ever seen. Yeah, well, I grew up, that was like probably, I think, one of the first Disney movies that I really fell in love with, too. And that movie destroyed me when I was like five years old. So I, I can't even watch it. I, I don't even remember the last time I've watched Bambi. 
because of that said i haven't watched yeah. it in years because i know it's going to make you know a grown man yeah. i'm going to i'm going to probably end up weeping <laughs> at yeah. Bandit when when he sees his mother so i think um, my saving grace was the first time when i saw that movie i didn't fully understand what i was watching and like i was just like where did the mom go yeah, and like, it was okay it's, so, well, yeah, i was I, like that with up too <laughs> Um, but I think with Up, I was just like, it was so sad and I, it's so bittersweet. So it really got me. And you know what else too? Pinewood Studios. Disney's doing a lot of work with Pinewood Studios. They also do a lot of the the Mandalorian, which I believe shot there a lot at points of it. But I know they're going to be shooting some of, um, some other of the, like of the Disney stuff, like Obi-Wan Kenobi, that new series, Obi-Wan Kenobi is going to be shot some of it in Pinewood Studios too. So I feel like they're doing a lot of work with Pinewood Studios in the UK. Uh, so next up, for those of you missing that delicious Cheshire Cat tail pastry, since the Cheshire Cat shut down, you can now find it in the meantime at Cosmic Ray's Starlight Cafe. Also returning at a new location, the Space Rider Slushy. And this delicious slushy, originally found at the launching pad, but due to being closed, cannot be found at Anti-Gravity's Galactic Goodies. Although it's not available through mobile order. I just love the name of these things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking that. Yeah. yeah. They yeah, have the, the cutest the Trisha, Yeah, and the Trisha Cattails. It's, it's like a, just a little, it's just like, a, it's kind of like a little croissant with some purple and pink icing on it, but it's really good. I wish it was bigger. That's the only problem with it is it's just, it's tiny. It should be bigger. Can I get a trip to New York, please? <laughs> I know, right? It's so good. Yeah. Well, that brings me. So... I know last week, guys, we actually uh, reported last week that the Disney parks in Central Florida have reduced operating hours for the month of September. It now appears that those reduced hours are going to be continued through November and possibly even into December. Anyway, but in some crazy news, uh, an Orlando man was charged with striking a Disney World security guard at Epcot. A 35-year-old man allegedly struck the guard while verbally threatening to kill him over a disagreement about a face mask. Uh, But a Disney spokeswoman, Andrea Finger, was quoted as saying, we expect guests to treat our cast members with courtesy and respect. And while the vast majority of guests have adapted to our new measures, this unfortunate case required law enforcement. So it's a shame to see anybody make make a scene like that at Disney. I mean, it's supposed to be like a happy place and, and things like that. You always think things like that don't happen there. But, you know, um, and right now is a crazy time. You know, even though this guy might be the best guy in the world, just had a bad day and just was frustrated, hot, and maybe he snapped and doesn't doesn't excuse what he did. But yeah. Um, you know, it's the same all you know all the way around because, like I said, like right now it's just a tough time for everybody. But again, just wear a mask, guys. And that also brings us to Walt Disney World informing their workers of an extension of furloughs, which is uh, which is sad for a lot of those guys. They they do a great job, and I know a lot of them just want to get back to work and greeting greeting guests at Disney. Uh, the furlough, which was originally placed March or April, I think April, it's it's going to be a little bit longer. So Disney actually released a statement for the furloughed employees, and they said, "When we notified you of furloughs, we could not have anticipated that it could exceed six months. However, due to business circumstances." circumstances that were reasonably foreseeable were not reasonably foreseeable at the time and given the unprecedented and ongoing nature of the pandemic and its impact on our business we regret to inform you that we now reasonably expect your furlough could extend beyond 6 months from your initial furlough date we hope that our business will be back up and running and that your furlough will remain temporary but the evolving and unpredictable nature of the pandemic creates uncertainty so that's it's just, it's a shame because again like a lot of these cast members at Disney they, they do such a tremendously good job i mean you never you never get bad customer service at Disney and, and and it's like they do a great job of just picking the right people to hire. They all love to work there. I've never met anybody that works at Disney that has given me a bad story from Disney. And I mean maybe they're out there but they, you know, they don't let it they don't let it be known. And just when you're there, they just do a tremendous job in the heat and everything else of of keeping, you know, everybody happy. So um, I know a lot of them want to probably get back as soon as they can, not just because it's their paycheck, but because they probably just really enjoy working there. So hopefully that'll will uh, kind of Go back to normal once once the rest of the world kind of starts to get back to normal and heal a little bit. So you know, 
All right. Well, that's the news this guy this week, guys. I don't know. <laughs> so anyway. That's- <laughs> <laughs> if we didn't know, now we know. Now you, if you don't know, now you know. And that's actually going to be bringing us to our guest and new friend of the show, Michael from Michael Does Disney on Instagram. So you guys, I'm sure you guys have all seen him out there. If you're a Disney fan and you're on Instagram, you know who Michael Does Disney is. And I feel like he is in the in the parks pretty much like every day. But now we welcome Michael Does Disney. How are you doing today, Mikey? Can I call you Mikey? Hey, yeah, sure can. Uh, <laughs> not many people do, but I'll take it. Um, I'm doing well. How are you today? We're great. We're so excited to have you on the show today, man. We're just huge fans. You know, you, you seem like you're never in a bad mood. I don't think I could ever even, I can't even imagine you being upset. Um, you, have, you have really good content on your page, man. Thank you. I really appreciate that. So we wanted to ask you, like, where did your, um, your passion for Disney come from? I mean, was it something that was always there? Was it something that came on later as, a, you know, as an older child or an adult? Like, I feel like you've always... I you know. was born as a humongous Disney fan. I feel like I was born right into, like, Mickey's arms. I am a born and raised Floridian, so grew up in South Florida, and I feel like part of being a Floridian is loving Disney World from birth. You are like thrown right into it, and that becomes your family vacation X amount of times a year, and Mm. you just kind of have to love Disney. And it's something that for me, my parents were Disney lovers, and they kind of instilled that upon me, and then my sister, and it's just been a very special place and a very special company and everything for me my whole life. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I know you, you, you don't live there anymore. We, we were joking off the air saying how it seems like you're there still like every day. How often do you get the chance? Because I know you're from Illinois now. How often do you get the chance to get down there and actually get to Walt Disney World? Talking like pre-COVID, I would yeah. say we were down there pretty much once a month or every other month or so. It kind of got to the point where feeling like it truly became a second home to mm. us. And once my husband and I really got into like the run Disney kind of world and running all of the different races down there, that was another thing that was kind of driving us to get down there even more often. So kind of felt like, okay, January is the marathon and then February is princess weekend. And then, oh my gosh, then it's Star Wars weekend. Then it's wine and dine. And then on top of that, going down for Mickey's not so scary Halloween party and Mickey's mm. very Christmas party, et cetera, et cetera. It just kind of felt like, oh my gosh, we're there all the time, which I'm not complaining about. (laughs) If there's one problem to have, the best one to have is a Disney problem. 110%. We also, we've only been in Chicago for about, I guess, four years now. We just hit four years. And the fun thing for us about being in Chicago is that we're really in the middle of the country. So it's been a fun shift Mm. to also be able to kind of be in between Disney World and Disneyland. So it's not as bad of a flight to get out to California. We used to live in New York and it's kind of fun. So we split our time kind of between the two coasts uh, between the two Disneys, but Disney World is and will always be my home. Have you ever gotten a chance to do any of the other Disney parks across the world or? So I've been to Disneyland Paris, was there in 2018, and then I was in Tokyo at Disneyland Tokyo and Tokyo Sea, or Disney Sea, this past year in 2019 and we my husband and i our anniversary is in october so we try to take a big trip each year for that so we ended up being in paris 
and then Tokyo in October. So it was Halloween time, both times that we went. So it's kind of our thing, I guess, to go experience Halloween at the different Disney parks around the world. Very cool. Uh, fun and spooky and awesome. <laughs> how, how, how different do they do um, Halloween in, like, say, in, in Tokyo Disney? Tokyo just does everything, like, insanely, I don't want to say better, but, like, better. <laughs> also, it's just on a whole other level. They kind of, at Tokyo Disneyland, it's very much like your classic Disney Halloween theming, similar to, like, at the Magic Kingdom or at Disneyland, but then at Tokyo Disney Sea, I feel like they take a more, like, spooky vibe to all of it and they try to make it like eerier and it was just awesome everything about it was amazing you, you know you make a lot of disney fans jealous by hearing how often you get down to disney world and you have all these other disney parks you know that right yes i do know that you're gonna get I, some disney haters right now i'm sure of it. i am well aware of that so disney it seems like you did so much what would be your disney bucket list like what's out there that you haven't done yet that you're like that's that's what we gotta do next so one would be completing my disney parks journey of heading out to shanghai Hong Kong, which I was hoping to potentially get done this year, but clearly that didn't happen. Mm. So I'm hoping 2021 is like the year to round out the Disney parks bucket list. And then I would like to go to Alani in Hawaii. And we also, Matthew and I have not done a Disney cruise together. So that was on the bucket list. I will say that I am in no rush to hop on a cruise anytime soon. So that is a like very postponed bucket list item right now. I could understand that. I can understand that. You know. <laughs> and plus you got you guys have now you guys have each experienced it just not together yet. He has never experienced one. I've been uh-huh. on two. Well, let me let me ask you a couple other questions too. Like, what would be because I feel like there's not too many more Disney aficionados than, than yourself. So, um, what would be your favorite dining experience in, in let's stick with just Florida though in, in, in Disney World? Oh, that's a tough one. My favorite restaurant is Yachtsman Steakhouse at the Yacht Club. I just have like a whole bunch of special memories there from growing up. That was like our fancy like accomplishment or celebration place as a family. Like whenever we, I don't know, it was a big birthday or like we graduated or did something great. We ate there and I just absolutely love that restaurant. But in terms of like best experience and most memorable probably would have to say California Grill because I just love eating up there during a fireworks show and getting to go up out on the deck and watch the fireworks like over the Magic mm-hmm. King. Also not because like I love their bread service. What's your what's your go-to snack when you get into the parks? What's the one snack you're like, I get, it's the first thing I got to grab? My go-to snack is 100% a Mickey pretzel with no cheese with it. And I scrape a ton of the salt off. I know that's like a very weird scenario and most people are like extra salt, extra cheese. I'm like, I want just a plain doughy Mickey pretzel. And then also Dole Whip. I'm a Dole Whip person like hands down and for me it has to be swirled with vanilla because it takes like a tiny bit of the tanginess out and adds like a little bit more sweetness and it's just perfect. When was the last time you got a chance to go to the park with everything that happened with with, uh, with COVID? So I was actually there on reopening day in July. We were we quarantined down in Florida or sheltered in place for four months. Um, we were at my family's beach house and we felt comfortable going to the reopening of Walt Disney World in July because we were so close. We were like an hour and a half away. So we felt comfortable driving. 
we did it. We experienced it in masks. We just did Animal Kingdom and the Magic Kingdom. Had two days of it. And for me personally, that was enough. And I am kind of at the point now where I am comfortable to wait it out a bit to go back down. I'm not hopping on a plane anytime soon personal preference. I I know that tons of people are doing it, but for me, I think it'll be a little while before I'm back down there. Ah, that's kind of sad. So so you're going to just probably stay away from the parks for a little bit, just kind of get you Disney on Disney Plus for the time being? A little while, yeah. I mean, that's the plan. We have no idea. I mean, right now it's like absolutely perfect and beautiful here in Chicago, which Mm -hmm. we get for a couple of months out of the year. We're totally taking advantage of it. We're enjoying being outside, having picnics in the park, sitting on our balcony, doing all of the things that we can only do in Chicago from like May to September, October. And then from there, we'll see if we end up back in Florida for the wintertime, or we'll see what's kind of going on in the world and how comfortable we feel with different things. So we'll see. The one other factor for me is kind of figuring out when Disneyland will reopen and if I'm going to want to attempt to be at the reopening of that or not. So we'll see. Everything is so crazy right now that for me, I I have to live day by day, which is something that I never knew how to do before (laughs) all of this. I was the biggest planner. Like I had spreadsheets of my life to go out at least 12 months in advance of like, here are my planned trips. Here's, here are my flights. The second, like you could book a flight. I had a flight. Now I'm like, oh, we'll see. What what will tomorrow bring? Let's talk about your face masks. You got that line of face masks. Yes. Um, Hear about it. So when we were down in Florida, I lost my job. I was working remotely. Um, I was a senior recruiter at a digital media agency in my normal non-Instagram Disney life. And unfortunately, I was laid off in April. And instead of kind of sitting around being like, I'm just going to sit here and do absolutely nothing and collect unemployment. I was like, I need to keep myself busy. So I started to kind of do some crafts, which started with making hemp bracelets and keychains with Disney beads and characters and things like that on them. And then I started tie-dyeing and one thing kind of led to another and I ended up making tie-dye masks and I theme them around a lot of kind of iconic Disney walls or themes for the most part. So like the toothpaste wall and the purple wall and the bubblegum wall and things like that to start. And I sold a few and then I sold a lot more of them and then I sold a lot. So, I mean, we've sold close to four or 5,000 masks at this point and it's been insanely exciting and it's been quite an adventure for us. I mean, I never in my wildest dreams anticipated becoming a small shop. I always thought like I don't have any skill to become a small shop, Um, but apparently tie-dyeing is my skill. I No one can see it because this is just an audio on a podcast, but you can see it. I'm wearing tie-dye from head to toe right now, but this is my new skill and it's what I've been doing and it's been a lot of fun. And I somehow created or like started tie-dyeing the perfect mask. It's insanely soft. It's really cute. 
it's adjustable with beads and it becomes a necklace when you tie it in the back so you can drop it down while you're running or taking a sip of your Starbucks or whatever it is. It's it's, it's really cool stuff. And I, what I love about it is it's, it's a lot different than a lot of the other shirts. It's like, like you said, tie-dye. You don't see tie-dye that often anymore. So it's like you kind of brought it back a little bit and gave it a Disney spin. And that's really cool. I tried. So it's been fun and I'm excited to see what happens with it. I mean, we're, we're already looking at matching tie-dye Christmas pajamas at this point. So nothing cool. has to be a summery thing. I'm thinking all year round. So, <laughs> oh, well, you know, we'll definitely be on the lookout. And, and, and not that, and I'm sure, like, like I said, a lot of guys and a lot of people know who, who already who you are. So, but just plug it real quick, just so if they haven't, if they're living under a rock somewhere and they don't know who, about Michael Does Disney, let them know where they can find the stuff too, so they can uh, fill up a shopping cart for you. For sure. So you can find it at Michael Does Crafts, which is my crafting Instagram handle. And then you can find it at michaeldoescrafts.com. And you can find me at michaeldoesdisney on Instagram. Nowhere else. I don't have a Twitter or anything. Keep it nice and simple, right? Yep. I'm a simple guy. Michael, it was so awesome (laughs) to have you on today. We really appreciate you coming on. We're we're big fans. Um, Like I said, you you could just look at your page. And if you're ever in a down mood and you want to get a little (laughs) inspired with Disney, just go go to your page and you you can't help but smile. You have like an infectious smile. All your fans appreciate it. I appreciate that. All right. So we hopefully will have you again real soon. And um, in the meantime, uh, maybe I'll see you in the park soon. You know, hopefully uh, we'll go grab some some dinner at Yachtsman. Sounds fantastic to me. All right. Thank you again for joining us, Mike. Thank you so much for having me. All right, guys. Love having having Michael on the the program today. He's a great dude. Um, And again, check out his Instagram, Mike. It's at Michael Does Disney. Got some really just some cool content on on his page and just some cool Disney photos. So go check him out. And that will then bring us once again to Disney Topic Talk. And today we're actually going to be discussing our Disney Plus first and what we were dying to see most when Disney Plus launched back in, what was that, November, right? So yeah. to kick things off, we're going to go to Bridge. What's up, Bridget? What do you got? What, was your, what were you dying to see most on Disney Plus? And I have a feeling I know what yours is. It was probably my I feel like guess. everyone probably can guess what it is. And yes, it is The Mandalorian. I knew it. So um, I had said once before, like my husband's like one of the few people that has me beat on, you know, Star Wars fandom, but we, it was nice because we had both already seen everything there was to see for Star Wars. And then this, there was something new that came out that we can watch for the first time together. And it was, it was a really well done show without giving anything away. I don't want to do any spoilers, um, but I just have to say like, it just had this vintage, authentic Star Wars vibe to it. Like it really jived with the original, like episode four through six. Like it just had that like 70s, 80s kind of feel to it, like the ending credits and everything. And it wasn't wasn't too like CG. It just felt natural, felt organic. And it just felt like something that you could just see in the Star Wars universe. It was just so well done. I was so impressed with it. And um, if you'd seen Game of Thrones and you knew who was going to be um, the star of the show, like, I, you know, you were probably also really excited to see him, except that you didn't see him because he was covered for the entire show by a helmet. I'm not going to say if you get to see his face, but maybe you did, maybe you didn't. But it was um, it was really well done. And, uh, you know, wondering if you're ever going to see his face. And uh, and also just um, the Mandalorians in general, like the lore of Mandalorians, it was something that wasn't ever really discussed in the original films 
you got to see Boba Fett. And Boba Fett was like the only character you really got to see with that helmet, that iconic helmet that I see on my husband's t-shirt like every Thursday. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and to to really like get more background, like lore on uh, like the Mandalorians and what they're about. It's kind of more like a religion to them. It was just really interesting. So taking like characters uh, and like a species almost um, that existed in the original films and expanding on that universe. I really like that. Bravo and kudos to John Favreau. I mean, he should be in the Disney Hall of Fame with some of the work he's done with the Marvel stuff and with now oh, with, yeah. with with this show. And you're, you know what? You're 100% right when you say we got to learn so much more about what a Mandalorian was because with Boa Fett, you didn't really know anything. You just, I thought he was like a one shot guy, like just, you know, him and just his little group, but you don't, you realize it's like an ancient kind of religion that, and he, yeah. actually you need to enlighten me because I didn't realize the star of the Mandalorian was from Game of Thrones. Who was he on Game of Thrones? Um, so he wasn't a main character. He was. Was he, he one of the guys from in, Dorne, like the yeah. deserty area? Who okay. Was it Dorne? I'm looking at Eric. I feel like Eric would know this question. Eric, you saw Game of Thrones, right? No. No, I've never even seen Star Wars. <laughs> If her mom is here right now, she'd probably know the answer to that. He's too busy watching Mean Girls on repeat. Exactly. You don't don't know Eric's only watched three movies. Eric's only seen, Um, the movies he's only seen is Mean Girls, Pocus Pocus, and The Devil Was Prada. And then he starts right back over and he goes over them all over again. That's the three movies he's seen. It's true. (laughs) So, Pedro Pascal, he's he's done a lot of big roles. He was actually in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He was in The Good Wife. He was in Homeland, which I'm a really big fan of. He was in The Mentalist and he was in Graceland. So yeah, he's he's been in a lot of a lot of big stuff. I didn't think of of um, Game of Thrones, but now that you mentioned it, yeah, now I'm starting to re- remember I, he, one of the characters um, that was from Dune. Uh, without getting too graphic, he was the guy who lost his face in like a brawl with um, the mountain. Yeah, the mountain. When you think he actually he was the one that you thought actually actually defeats the mountain, and then the mountain. You would think it would be if it was any other show, he would have been the good guy who won, but Game of Thrones broke all the rules and mm. he died. So. It like, Everybody. It was really gruesome. Yeah, everybody dies. <laughs> it was really gruesome. But he was a really, it was a really good character. And it was just, it was so frustrating and maddening to see like this character. You think like he's supposed to win. What's going on? And he dies. Mm-hmm. So to see him as like the main character and the heroine and like the adoptive father of like Baby Yoda, <laughs> which you know I can't believe I didn't mention. Baby the, Yoda was the greatest the, thing that ever happened show. to television and the internet. And it's just a broken internet. It was the best hidden secret too, because you don't even know there's a hidden, there's a baby Yoda until he, that last thirty seconds of the episode when he looks in the in the little carriage, the floating carriage, and you're like, yeah. what the heck? It goes like you know, it's a cool show, a lot of cool action. He's you know, he's a cool character, and then he shows you baby Yoda, yeah, and baby it's Yoda. like, because think about it, nobody knew what baby Yoda was when it first launched, because they, they didn't show it in any any of the ads. You knew nothing of. Oh baby no, Yoda. best kept secret. It was really really smart that they did that because people. It was yep. just mind blowing when. And we saw that because we'd never seen another of Yoda's species and we didn't even know what to, everyone's like, well, it's not Yoda. I'm like, yeah, but we don't know what Yoda even is. We don't know what his species is called. So like, we had to call him Baby Yoda because we didn't know what else to, you know. Or the child. Everyone calls him, everyone else, you know, a lot of people call him the child. And it's maybe one of the cutest characters in TV history. It's people tuned in originally for the action, but they stayed for Baby Yoda. Like that's- Oh, that's they what, stayed for Baby Yoda. Like my and wife- just to see the Mandalorian, like take care of Baby Yoda. That's all that mattered. Baby Yoda got my wife, who wasn't a big Star Wars fan, to literally do a, a we binge watched every Star Wars film from episode one. We watched them like in the chronological, not, the, not in the order they came out, but how 
they were in the universe of Star Wars. We watched every single, in like about a week span, we watched the whole series because of Baby Yoda. Yeah. Star Wars got a fan of my wife because of Baby Yoda. So That's awesome. So now, yeah, that that was... I can see that working for a lot of people. Yeah. But yeah, so Randy, what do you got? Oh my God. I have a lot of things that I was excited about when Disney Plus was coming out. One of the first things I binge watched had to have been uh, Wizards of Waverly Place because (laughs) that was my favorite show growing up. (laughs) Um, Yeah, when I rewatched that, I just, I felt like I was 10 years old sitting in my living room watching it on Disney Channel again. And it was great. There's a bunch of other shows like Boy Meets World I was excited to watch. Rewatching Star Wars, obviously. Um, The Marvel movies, yeah. But Wizards of Waverly Place was like the very first thing that I watched because I was so And you get to watch it back to back to back to back to back. And it <laughs> was, I think, my daughter's favorite, Angelique's favorite show on mm-hmm. of all time on Disney Channel. So for her, that was the same thing. She like, you know, she would she was in college and she was like, you know, binge watching, you know, Wizards of Waverly Place. So I'm binge watching it again right now. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's, a, it's a cool show. What about you, Eric? What, did, what was your big... Uh, big excitement for Disney Plus? Well, I feel like I like to collect a lot of things. So I always like collected the Disney DVDs of like the classic cartoons. So I was more so excited to just not go to my, get the DVD player out, switch the DVD. So I was more so excited for just the convenience of having it all on one app. However, I was still excited to see Snow White because I just felt like I haven't seen that one in a while. But the show I was really excited to see once I actually was like playing around and scrolling through everything. And the first thing I watched was That's So Raven. Um, I feel like that's, you know, one of my childhood Disney shows that I watch. So I just like binge watch so many episodes at once. And I was just really, really excited for that. And it was just so good to just relive some of these childhood memories. Because, you know, like shows like that, you don't really find on like DVDs. So it's like, when's the last time you really watch these classic TV shows, you know, like decades ago? Yeah. And you know, have you watched, I mean, I don't think it's on Disney Plus yet. I'm almost positive it's not. But have you watched the, the reboot of Raven with the Raven's home now where she's the mom? I haven't. No, I I kind of like the classics, like like Full House, even though it's not Disney, mm-hmm. like Fuller House. I, I watched a couple seasons and then it's like, all right, like I'm good. I kind of like to just stick to what, mm-hmm. you know, the, but I'm the, sure it's a great show. I, I would have to check it out. But I wasn't like, oh, I need to see this spinoff. Like, I'm good. But it's her and, and the... um. I'm blanking out on her name. Who was her best friend? Annalise Vanderpool plays the role in, in, in That's So Raven. Who was the best friend again? Which one? In That's So Raven. The girl. Redhead. The redhead. The, the actual name of the actress? No, what's, what's, the, what's the character's name? I'm blanking out. Jean. It's my old age. Listen, because I was so excited to see the show, and now I can't think either. <laughs> well, anyway, it's, it's, so the new show is basically the two of them roommating together with their kids. They got, you know, it's, I always like when you get the old cast back together and you kind of see where they are like years later. But so, but you know what? It's actually kind of cool. And I, I kind of can feel you on the whole thing where you were like, you know, it wasn't even supposed to, it wasn't even basically a show. It was more just being able to have the convenience of it. That's just a cool kind of, kind of thought process on it too. Like you were all, you know, waiting for specific things and, and you're right. Like, you know, without even thinking about it, you're like, but you know, just the convenience of, of the Disney universe being wide open to me is really what you were looking forward to. Not anything specific, just being able to watch everything. And um, Chelsea was her name. Chelsea, there you go. <laughs> I totally blanked out. I, I, had, I literally typed in Google, Chelsea, how could you forget Chelsea? Yeah. I, I, the funny thing is I remembered her real name, Annalise Vanderpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vanderpool. I don't think she's done anything but the show, so you would think I would know her by Chelsea. I know, but. and Chelsea, it's like... That's but yeah, but I, those, that, you know, like, I, I kind of agree with you. Like For me, I had something specific that I wanted to watch too, but also like I remember like when I first got it, it's almost like sensory overload. You turn on the you know, first time you turned on 
on Disney Plus, and you're like, wait, what do I watch first? Because it's like I know. everything. Oh, it's right. almost like, well, I want to see this, but I want to see this, I want to see this, and so it's like, where do I even start? So like, I, yeah, like I didn't even think about, it, but that's a, that was a great kind of answer as far as for this. Yeah, topic, to and say, I like, think, just the ease of being able to just take it all in. And I think you, I want to do this one time. I think you said this um, like a while ago. Like I'm pretty sure on the Disney Plus app. You can go from like the beginning, like mm-hmm. way back and watch it in order. So I think I want to like one day start from like the classic movies and stuff and start and go all the way. That's like a challenge of mine. If, if you go to the search menu and if for anybody else who has Disney Plus that doesn't realize it's there, if you go to the search menu, you have it where the, everything's broken into collections. So you'll have like the Star Wars collections and, you know, and one is Disney through the decades and it goes through like the yeah, 20s, you, 30s yeah. or the 40s and the 50s. And yeah, you can watch them from like how they were in order that they were released. So you could start with... Mm-hmm. I can't remember the first one fan, but I mean, you could start as far back, you know, like Steamboat Willie. And I remember when, when quarantine first started, I was doing that. I was watching them in order. And, yeah. And like, especially yeah, the we beginning. Were yeah, especially the beginning. They're not, they're not long films. In the beginning, they were all shorts. <laughs> so you would, they were like seven minutes long, nine minutes long. And so you'd watch like 20 of them in like the span of a couple hours, not even realizing you just watch like 20 shorts. And then you finally get to Snow White and Snow White is the first full length. And so the yeah. Snow White, you're obviously locked in for a little bit longer than, or a lot longer than, than the other ones. But then even after Snow White, you get back into a couple of more where they're like seven minutes or 10 minutes long. And um, and then, you know, finally, when you get to like the next decade is when you start getting into the more, the more full length movies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, we did that. We did that actually in the beginning of quarantine. We just kind of binge watched everything that came out. Yeah. The thing with that, though, is uh, me and my mom did it, too. We started it the, um, during quarantine because both of us were home. I wasn't getting any hours at work. And we were doing our research as we were watching it. And there are some things missing. So, but they're yeah. still on Disney Plus. So we were, you know, looking them up, and because they're, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's like a website that has literally every movie. And we can even like, go to Wikipedia, go to Wikipedia and Disney yeah. films. You'll see like everything. Because you know, you know what it is? Like, we'll even look this week. They're adding Trick or Treat. That's from 1952, yeah. and that's yeah. just getting added now. And it's all, it's, it's partly because of each, you know, this contracts that that film might have had with another streaming service maybe and that's why they couldn't yeah. they had to wait till that contract ended that's why you see sometimes they're still adding all these older movies like Beauty and the Beast just got on Disney Plus just recently the live action but I like that yeah. though you know it's something to look forward to mm-hmm. you know exactly and like what also I was so excited was like then you started hearing like Frozen 2 was gonna be on Disney Plus like the live action Aladdin Toy Story 4 like all the new releases like we're gonna be on Disney Plus too mm-hmm. so that was something to like really look forward to and I think with Mulan live action coming with the $30. I think you're going to see, especially if it works out, if they do well with it, I think you're going to see them do it more often than not offer like, you know, like pay extra for a certain movie, which you know, I'd rather them not do. I got to imagine it's going to probably happen with other movies. Like they're saying right now, I think there's this talk that Black Widow might end up the same way. Uh, the Scarlett Johansson vehicle. So that could end up happening. They charge mm-hmm. a, a, an extra amount for that. So it's one of those things where I think think as they add stuff to it you hope that they kind of just let it go to the live but i think anything new that they add if it's a something that would have been a big big budget thing i think you're gonna see them try to make a little bit extra money that they're missing out on theaters so those are probably like mulan gonna be they gotta make some of that money back it was a big budget film they expected to make so much and it's not being greedy it's just that they account for what they do based on some of the the, the money they make from the films you know and it's not bad because i i actually just looked it up quick because i like mulan and i want to know and according to a disney spokesperson confirmed to cnn that for thirty dollars it ensures you 
you'll have the movie forever. Perfect. So that's awesome. that answers my question. Yeah, and we, we wanted that last week. I expected yeah. that much, you know. That's not this bad then, you know, like mm-hmm. it's really not bad. Yeah, and you know what I want to see too? Uh, and I know we're getting off topic a little bit and I'll get into my mind in a minute, but I'm dying to see it. And I don't know if you guys seen it yet. Was the one and only Ivan. It came out uh, last week or so with- um, well, I haven't seen it yet. It looks so good. I really want to see it. I just haven't had a chance. I've been so busy, but I probably maybe could try to get myself like, you know, an hour and a half, two hours this weekend to watch it. It looks really good with uh, Brian Cranston from um, Breaking Bad. Uh, Angelina Jolie's got a plays a voice in it. A couple of the good, you know, Danny DeVito. Uh, so it looks it looks really good. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. So. Well, what were you excited for, Gene? Me personally, <laughs> I was ecstatic, and it's going to be like the Disney nerd in me. The imagining story, the, ima- <laughs> the imagineering story. Well, oh, uh, you know, but actually, you know, actually, that even reminds me. You know what, Eric? What? Quick question. Okay. How many tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh? Eight. It's not eight. That's a good guess. It takes tentacles. <laughs> Get it? Ten tickles. Yeah. Dad joke. Dad joke. Dad joke. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> Dad joke. Good by Gene's standards. We know what that means. It would be Angelique. Dad joke. <laughs> I know she the hates it. Joke of the week. Thanks for wasting thirty seconds of my life with that joke. That's a great joke. All right. So anyway, back to back to my topic: the Imagineering story. And again, I know it's like the Disney nerd in me, just learning about the history and the behind the scenes stuff that helped build Disney into what it is today. I don't know if you guys got a chance to see it. It's only a six part series. So it's a quick watch. You could binge watch it in a few days and maybe even in a day if you give it a day. But to see where Disney was when it started up to where it is now, where it's going to go in the future, I just loved it. It was actually created, the show was actually created by Leslie Iwerks, who is like basically Disney royalty. She was the daughter and granddaughter of Don Iwerks and Ub Iwerks. It was just the knowledge that you get, stuff that you, know, you might have already kind of known, but you get just a better insight of it and stuff you didn't know that you're like, wow, you know, it's just really kind of eye-opening and just really cool to see how they really went about building this, the big one the biggest companies in the world just to see how they went from what they were this little you know what what, what was back in Marceline to where it went it's just like eye-opening and just awe-inspiring um it was narrated by Angela Bassett who is phenomenal in everything she does she's uh, mm-hmm. she actually got nominated for the Emmy for um her work as the narrator of the series so but the, again the only bad thing on the show is it was only six episodes long you just I wish they could have more I don't think they're gonna do another season I think it's just like a limited one-time series but if I wish they could because I feel like there's so much more I want to know like behind the scenes stuff with it um but I think know, that was the downside to the Mandalorian it was only eight episodes but the Mandalorian we're gonna get a season two so we know oh, that. Oh yeah, there's going to be more. But with with the Imagineering story, like I said, like I just, there's so much more of the story to tell, and I don't think they're going to. I think from what I understand that that was it, was just the one time six episode run. Uh, but you learn from like the creation of Disneyland and Disney World to how Mike Eisner and well Michael Eisner and Frank Wells took over the company and how they kind of coexisted um, and worked together, both basically leading the company as like a two headed monster and the expansion into Disney parks into other countries and, and just where they're going, you know, forward into hit future with what they still can do. Um, it was just a really cool series and if you haven't seen it please i mean you should really see it it's like especially if you like anything with the disney culture and history and everything else it's it's my favorite thing i've ever seen on, on disney plus it was the first thing i seen and it was my favorite thing that i've ever seen so and i watch disney plus at least like if i sit down to watch tv the first channel instead of going to a channel i actually i go to disney plus which is silly but i do but yeah that's that's for me Nice. But yeah, well, that is going to do it for this week guys this Very week's sweet. episode of the disney underground so i want to thank you guys for being here Let's go over the trivia question one more time. So everybody, in case they missed it in the beginning of the episode, uh, remember, you're going to DM us your answer on Instagram at the underscore magical underscore lifestyle. And we're going to pick one lucky winner from all the correct answers. And you have from now until September 3rd at 6 p.m. 
which is next Thursday, to answer the question. And uh, again, this week's prize is a, is a Disney keychain from Ears by Kayla Company and two child-sized Disney face masks. Uh, one is Mickey themed and one is Minnie themed. And the question one more time is on last Wednesday's episode of the Disney Top 5, which aired on August 26th, Shakti gave her top five rides and attractions of Animal Kingdom. Just basically, you want to send us what was her number two of the top five rides and attractions of Animal Kingdom. All right, guys. So good luck with the giveaway this week. And also, too, I also want to send a huge happy birthday to Shakti's little girl, Bella. She actually turned eight last Thursday. So let's say happy birthday to Bella. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. birthday. Yep. And that's, you know, it's a big one. Number, you know, number eight. I remember when I was eight, like it was yesterday. Wait, don't. I don't. I don't. So long <laughs> ago. You have a lifetime. I was eight, like about 20 years ago. So. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> and uh, so. We're well, old. Well, maybe a little more than 20. And let's give a huge, huge thank you to new friend of the show, Michael from Instagram's Michael Does Disney. He joined us this week and we want to thank him for joining us. And Thanks, Mike. Yeah, Thank I mean, you, Mark. Thank you. You're great. We love, well, yeah. We love you. I was going to say we love you, but he's going to be like, That's okay, great. <laughs> Stalker. So, uh, no, but no, thank you. We want to thank him for joining us. We know he's just huge Disney content and we just really enjoyed having him on this week. Um, and then also, we want to give a big thanks to this week's sponsor, Ears by Kayla Co. Ears by Kayla Company. Uh, they make the coolest little Disney keychain. So, definitely check them out. Again, their Instagram is at Ears by Kayla Co. And on Etsy, you're going to find her at www.etsy.com slash shop slash ears by Kayla Co. So go check her out. You will definitely guarantee you're going to want to fill up your shopping cart with some cool stuff, some nice goodies. All right. And with that, let's say goodbye to this week's crew. It's Eric, we'll see you next time, man. Bye, everyone. See you next week. Randy. Bye, guys. See you later, Randy. And last but not least, or maybe least but not last, Bridget. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even thanks, know what that means. Time, meow. <laughs> All right. See well, you guys next week. Oh, wait. And don't forget, you can check out my anime candle company on Etsy. That's Starlight Candles um, LLC. Or the link is uh, etsy.com slash shop slash Starlight Candles LLC. And uh, you can also find me on Instagram at Starlight Candles LLC. All right, we want to thank you guys for listening. Remember, have a great today, a better tomorrow. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye.